This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Interparty Conflict and Chai Kai on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash adventures in Aurelia. Hello, and welcome to Adventures in Aurelia a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Krista, and I play as Ariel, who is a divine soul sorceress. I'm Chris. I play Rim, a human paladin. I'm Chantel. I play Kanina, a tiefling sorceress. I'm Caitlin. I play Tempest, a water genasi ranger. I'm Damien. I'm the DM. This episode, we'd like to give a shout out to God's Fall, who is a fifth edition actual play podcast that is very, very in-depth. I have finally caught up listening to it. It is a very long series, and I can really only hope to one day have the quality and following that they have they are a like almost audio drama the way that he edits the podcast but it is also still very much a D podcast featuring like almost comic book superhero style characters with some of the magical abilities that he has given them that sounds cool it's a good one it's uh it was my last thing to push through getting caught up on. God's Fall is also responsible for introducing me to BattleBards. Thank you to BattleBards for allowing us to use your music and effects to add more flavor to the show, like the sound effects you heard in the player intros for this episode. We are happy to finally have a large effects library to work into the show. If you'd like to bring BattleBards to your own table, Head to BattleBards.com and sign up for BattleBards Prime with coupon code Aurelia, that's E-R-Y-L-I-A, to get 15% off your subscription. BattleBards Prime gives you the ability to stream all content on BattleBards, gives you access to additional tools like the soundboard and mixer, and you will get 15% off any tracks that you purchase. Thanks, BattleBards. So yeah, the, the, the horses... Somewhat reluctantly, start start pulling away as Kanina spurs them on in the direction of this town. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, she was the one that really made note of it, so she's going right in the right direction. Lake, <laughs> lake is on the north side, not going right <laughs> into the lake. And hey, look! I see lights reflecting. That may be the town <laughs> into the water. Little <laughs> <laughs> wisp. <laughs> yeah. Follow the shiny light off into the distance. And about half an hour <laughs> into this, you would like feel as the horses the kind of kind of go up over the the lip ledge up onto the main road, and you're no longer just traveling along the uneven plains. Okay, yeah, she'll kind of keep a lookout as you make sure she's managing the horses going at a steady pace so that they don't tire themselves out too much, and then. She'll just, you know, continue keeping her ears and eyes peeled for any weird movements or shapes. All right. And about another hour would pass. Uneventfully. Okay. What's the moon looking like? Is there still cloud cover or is it clearing up a little? It's got clouds intermittently passing over it. Nothing is forming any sort of angry Seattle clouds yet. Yep, she'll kind of relight another torch as the other one flickers and dies out. So, Are you doing just two hour watch? No, yeah. I'm I'm doing. Oh, you're gonna go through the full well, the full night. I was gonna say if she doesn't, mm-hmm. it would have to be me next because mm-hmm. you guys don't know how to drive a wagon. Yeah. So no, T- Nina already said that she was gonna do the full drive until morning just, to let just you go. Just a disadvantage. <laughs> How well, many technically, you, you don't left? know how to drive it. We let um, you do it. I have two spell dashing. points, but I can also cast, you know, fireball cantrip and all that. But I don't have anything really worth casting as much as, you know. Okay. So. And we're headed to a town, so yeah. hopefully we'll 
But no, Nina already stated, you know, um, we're probably not going to get to the town, but um, she's going to stop in the morning after they have gotten their full, everyone's gotten their full rest. And yeah, then- if you guys are going to take a full day, you've mm-hmm. got a cart, so you guys can all get your rest, and then she can hop in the cart and take yeah. a rest. And then at that point, Rem and I will switch off, and then one of you can choose to ride up front with him if you wanted, and because you guys will be fully rested, and then I'll be resting Tempest in the back. hop on the top with her mom. <laughs> <laughs> no. Practice her archery. No more riders on the top of the wagon now. <laughs> we saw that end of last time. We should, it, we should have the wagon like modified to the sniper's post <laughs> up top. Yeah. Isn't our wagon like scorched or something? It is. Oh, we have yeah. a hole yeah, in the top. We're not turning it back in. This is ours now. <laughs> but we do technically have wagon repair stuff, so we'll be able yeah, we to did buy it. parts. Yeah, we bought parts for it, so maybe we can nail something on top. Get our security deposit back. <laughs> Don't laugh, DM. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> okay, yeah. So no, Nina's gonna continue going onwards. All right. So Kanina's just gonna just gonna drive drive through the night, mm-hmm. kind of do what she every every once in a while she like leans up towards the fire to try and to try and perk her back up again, mm-hmm. keep awake. Turns the music up loud. Rolls down the window. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to keep the horse, just every just having to flick the reins to keep the horses moving because they're just like, we want to stop. <laughs> just, nope. I know you guys want to stop. I want to stop too. We have to keep going. Come on. We can do this. <laughs> and she'll just kind of pep talk herself. Speak with animals. <laughs> Don't have it. So, Rem, about five hours into, into the night, the sky behind or like the sky behind Kanina would start to just be getting that orange tint, that that lighter blue as the sun is starting to come up behind. Rem, as you're sleeping, don't you dare have a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you need a good sleep, dang it. <laughs> I need him ambient. <laughs> like the, there's there's a little bit of a of a jerk and a move from from Rem, and as he's sleeping. He's met back with that man that had thrust a sword through him. And he's pretty much picking up where he had left off. This man pulls the sword out, lets Rem fall to the ground. He kind of slumps back and is like up against a building. And then just sees this man turn and walk away. And slowly he he fades his eyes fall down and what would seem like hours later his eyes kind of lazily open just a little bit as he hears voices two voices in front of him and it's it's an argument that seems to have roused him a little bit and one of the voices is saying what do you think you're doing? And another voice answers back. His time is not over yet. And as he cracks his eyes open, he sees two incredibly large figures standing in front of him. Some are about nine feet tall. One of them is a slender woman wearing kind of white, almost toga-like robes. And one of her arms has been completely removed and has been replaced by a sleek mechanical silver arm. The man standing opposite her, looking down at you as well, is wearing long flowing black robes with a hood up. You can see as the sun kind of shines up underneath the hood He's a very thin, kind of gaunt man, elven features with stark white hair, and deep black bags under his eyes. Do you know what it is that you are doing? And the woman reaches down. You know what happens if we don't try and stop it. And she places that silver hand right in the center of Rem's chest. And he feels like burning straight through his whole body and passes out from the pain. And Rem, the person, is 
feeling this like heat emanate from his chest. Do I wake up? It would probably be enough to wake. It <laughs> okay, is like someone is... has pressed a hot iron to your chest. He'll sit up real quick and place his hand against his chest again, like he did before. He'll look down at it. You'll and you feel warmth in the shape of a large hand. Well, he's still. I mean, like his tunic has a silver hand on it. So he's he's gonna like look around real quick, check his surroundings, make sure he's not. Ariel and Tempest are asleep in the cart beside you. You feel this this gentle rocking motion. Try to remain pretty quiet. He's going to reach up and actually grab. He has a necklace that's a, actually a closed silver fist. He's going to hold it for a second. He's going to try to, you know, filter his memories again. You know, these are things that he feels like he remembers less than dreams. And he's going to just look over at Tempest and Ariel to make sure they're asleep. And he's going to kind of like pull his shirt away and look down inside of his shirt at where both the sword wound and the hand print felt like they were. And they've always been there. Yeah, there is a scar right through your heart. Yeah. And a burned handprint right over it. Yeah, and, then and they've been there for as long as you can remember. Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll close his eyes for a second. Kind of to himself, he'll just be like, why am I still haunted with these dreams? And as he says this, there's just a faint voice in the back of his mind. Alanon. He's going to uh, pull out his book that he has. It's got the bloodstained pages, and he's going to open it up to a page that he knows fairly well. He's going to uh, read the names off again. It's the people from his previous post that passed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he'll flip the page, just in large letters written kind of blockly across the top of the name Alanon. And then under that is things that he's learned about that person, which isn't much other than he was a bandit and things like that. But he's just going to kind of read it over again. He's memorizing this passage that he's written in the book. And he's going to close it, tuck it away again. Would he try and go back to sleep? I mean, he'd lean back and see if sleep would take him again. Okay. Roll a perception check. 21. You feel the the faintest, the slightest pull to the southeast. Or southwest. Where are we heading again? Southwest. Okay, so it's where we're going. Could be. So he'll focus on that feeling for a moment. It would probably actually feel more south from where you are going because at the point that you guys are in the valley or on the plains, you are going a lot more west than you are south, and yet you feel it from even further southwest. Okay. And Rem leans back. (laughs) Rem leans back and tries to go back to sleep. Yeah. Just let the rocking kind of take him again. Okay. Another few hours pass, and Kanina watches as the sky in front of her. The the side, you've got this this giant set of mountains in front of you, and you watch as they start to turn from a from a deep dark black shadow, contrasted against the lightning blue sky. The sun comes further and further, and you see them as they're cast into a golden sunlight, and eventually after a few hours mourning as a full takes place and you see within about 10 miles of you is this village that you had been heading towards go ahead and uh, roll perception with advantage in this case eighteen all right you've gotten close enough at this point having seen it earlier where There were these intermittent sets of torches up along the side of the mountain as you had been approaching. Now that they are cast in light, you see these 
large, strange contraptions placed every few hundred feet up the mountain. And as you follow them up, they kind of stagger back and forth up the side of this mountain. And about a thousand feet up, you see this large door with, like, it is it is shining gold. From where you're at, you're not sure if that is just the way that the sun is reflecting off of a, like, metal door. Or if this is a door that is actually casting gold. Hmm. And on each side of it, you see two figures, which would kind of really stand out for how far away you are that you see any sort of detail. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay, so she'll kind of make note of that and kind of see that and just kind of think to herself that this is probably where we're headed because that looks as grand an entrance as any (laughs) to a place like Sterengeld, the place known for making money so she'll uh kind of see if there's a place where we can pull off since it is morning now and she said that she would trade off with ram when morning came and give the horses a chance to rest a bit and such and see how we're doing so yeah you would have no problem i mean you're you're on a fairly wide road the road itself is probably 20 to 25 feet wide because it's got to have room for the horses and carts that would regularly travel it to ride past one another Mm -hmm. so you would be able to you look in front of you you don't see any approaching you take a look behind and don't see anything approaching from the back Uh, go ahead and roll perception as you would kind of look up and look around behind and in front of you Mm, 10 from what you're seeing as you get up and look around you were like along the, the edge of this lake less than half a mile away from it and as you look back in the direction of the forest and where you were where your battles throughout the last day and night have occurred you don't see anything that really stands out you're not seeing any creatures all you're seeing is there are some there's some wildlife walking around maybe a wild horse or two some bison from the area Okay, so yeah, she'll kind of, uh, she'll snuff out any torches that they have still going, and she'll pack away the rest. I'm guessing she probably has two left at this point. (laughs) Yeah, so she'll pack away the last two that she has, and she'll pull over to the side. I like this view of throughout the night, since you only had one of you, Kanina just had all the torches laid next to her. That's pretty much how I canonized this. And this (laughs) one burned down, she just kind of pick one up, stick it in. And then just set the next one in. What would you have been doing with the ones as they burned out? Did you keep them, or were you just kind of like, hey, yep? <laughs> she would probably keep them in a you know in different stack than the one next okay. to her. But yeah, she pretty much had them stacked next to her in the other unoccupied seat. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> she would probably just like grab one from like the top where she could light it and light it as she put it in the holder. <laughs> but yeah, so with her finger. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so she'll pull over to the side of the road, more or less, and, uh, she'll kind of, you know, set up the horses, make sure that they're doing okay. How do the horses look? <laughs> I don't know if horses' eyes can be bloodshot, but they are the <laughs> equivalent of their eyes being bloodshot. Their sides are definitely heaving a bit more than normal. Let's go ahead and I'll roll one, and you can go ahead and roll the other. What am I rolling? Uh, a- Con check. It's just going to be a D10 plus one for these horses con save. D10 plus one? Or D20 plus one. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you're, you're shooting for, sorry, you're shooting for 10. That's why I was like, what? that's going to be hard to me. Oh, okay. Uh, 14. All right. And they they seem like as, as you're, you probably have gone to the, the barrel that you guys had stored, gotten some water to let them drink, gotten a bag of feed for, to, to put over both of them while you guys are trading places and mm-hmm. as you're padding along them, they're they're heaving a bit, but you can feel that even though they're they're breathing heavily, there's not like a shake yet from their muscles wanting to give out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she'll pet them. Um, she'll she maybe uh, grab some feed and stuff like that and kind of get them set up, and then she'll go over to the back of the wagon and kind of you know knock on the side <laughs> and just be like. Okay, guys, it's morning. Wakey, wakey. 
Eggs and bakey. <laughs> so yeah, you guys, you guys are all just trying to boom, 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 boom. As your hey, wake-up yes. call. Mm-hmm. It's worthy. <laughs> So Nina will kind of, she'll be a bit tired at this point, and she'll just be, yeah, she'll make her way. Kick the door open in her face. (laughs) (laughs) And this should be day three, the 22nd of Bellinus, I believe. Let me see if I have the calendar back here. Take it easy for a day. We've had a rough trip, maybe. Yep, I have it as the 22nd of Bellinus. Day three means that you guys should be on your third day's rations. This would be your, like, seventh ration. Yeah, so Kanina will kind of climb into the cart and she'll rouse the others as much as possible. And she'll kind of give Rem especially the rundown of the surrounding area and tell, tell him, you know, uh, yeah, so I'll let you take over from now. The horses are pretty tired. I gave him some feed. I'm probably going to take a rest now. We can chill out here for a while, or if we really wanted, we could try to push the rest of the way. We're only about 10, 10 miles out, but it might just be better for us to take a break here for a while. Let the horses recover a bit. So Rim's going to look around. I'm waking up. Yeah. Well, with sure all the talking gonna... and the pounding, I'm sitting up probably. Well, she said she roused you. She went in and she roused you guys. So. Yeah. And it's, like... it's been a full eight hours, so you guys would be at your rest anyways okay yeah so i i didn't see anybody on the road behind us or in front of us but it looks like we're getting close to our destination there's some big shiny gold looking doors at the top of the mountain there (laughs) and some weird contraption going up it i don't know what that is i can always ship screens i can always heal the horses a bit too if we want to keep going while you rest well they're they're full health they're just tired oh i thought I was under the impression that the healing kind of helps with the fatigue. That was for the dashing. Oh. Hmm. Um, the but Chris... healing's more of a mental make you feel good thing. Yeah. Oh, still okay. Tired. So it wouldn't do anything. Mm. Plus, we might need that healing for us, so it's just... Yes, everyone other than Kanina gets the benefits of your long rest. Woo! So Nina will kind of... Uh... Pick a spot, cozy up to like maybe take her bag as a pillow and then just crash. Just wake me if you need me, guys. <laughs> so I like that in the canon it hasn't really been established that anyone gets out of the cart. So well, Kanina, I said Rim gets out and looks around. So so Kanina just climbs in with Ariel and Tempest. Just Cuddles up pushes her way in. <laughs> Tempest is looking out the window. <laughs> yeah, but like... You guys were already cramped in the in the <laughs> cart, and she's just gonna kind of push her way yeah, in. Yeah, Nina and grab was, her stuff to. Nina did push her way in while they're all kind of sleeping to rouse them. So she'll pretty much, as soon as they're roused and have note of the situation, she's gonna crash. <laughs> I'm sleeping here, my spot now. So Rim is gonna, you know, walk outside and take a look around, see what he sees. All right, go ahead and uh, roll perception. Twenty-one. All right, so as you. Look out from the way you came. You're not seeing anything of note. Just some some of the local wildlife grazing along the plains. For once in a while, you see, like, a bison or something cross over the road. Go take a drink out of the lake. You look around along the, the line of the forest, and you're not seeing anything that really stands out to you. And as you look at the walled village in front of you, you see that there is a gate that has been opened up at the front of the like basically at the end of the road where you guys are at you're seeing these contraptions up along the side of the mountain spaced a couple hundred feet apart and up at the top there is a large gold door that is reflecting the sun back at you it almost hurts to look at (laughs) so rim is actually gonna uh, take the horses off the front of the wagon to let them graze for a little bit and probably nap. Uh, he'll start a small cook fire for breakfast and uh, boil some lake water and kind of let everybody stretch after being cramped and sleeping in the small area. Let Nina sleep in a non-moving cart for a little while. <laughs> yeah. He's also going to walk around and start taking like, inspect the wagon because I mean, it's taken arrows, it's taken fire. Oh yeah, it, it looks... <laughs> It looks like it's been through hell a little bit. It's a little rough. <laughs> pull out any arrows that are still stuck in it. And check the horses for any arrow wounds as well. You know, he's just gonna take stock of the situation, make you know, kind of make sure everything's kosher, and then 
he'll uh, go to the other two awake ones and be like, we're going to rest here for a little bit, let the horses rest, and then probably take off closer to midday. Try to get to the town by this evening. Okay. You got any uh, anything you need to do? Some, uh, you know, make water in the morning or whatever. There's some trees over there. Uh, don't go too far in. Make sure you can, we can hear you if you need to call us. And uh, I'll start cooking some breakfast. Probably some beans and some bread. Don't think we have much else. You wanna go on a walk, Ariel? Yeah, I know you guys did pick up some some food, so you might have like some cured meats or something yeah. that you can. Didn't we say that we got like some sort of jerky? I think I said something about jerky. Cured meats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ram bought a shit ton of rations, like a yeah. hundred pounds worth of rations. I made sure we would have food. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we're I good mean, like, I don't think we have eggs or yeah, nothing breakable or perishable. Yeah. So yeah, some some cured meats, some beans, some dehydrated beans. So Tempest had asked if she wanted to go, if Ariel wanted to go for a walk. So Ariel's like nodding at her. Yeah, let's go check things out. And Just as we're going legs. for a walk. Wait, is I don't remember. Was there woods? Yeah. Okay, so as we're going like for a walk. like half a mile off the road, but there's woods if you... If we make it that far, uh, Ariel's gonna look for like little edible herbs to pick up and snack on. <laughs> like edible grass or All whatever. grass is technically edible. Well, I mean like... Or you mean things that taste good? Yeah. Things that I know taste good. Like clover. Ariel finds a mushroom. <laughs> hey, if she knows it, it's a good mushroom. Is this the psychedelic She kind? is an herbalist. It so. is a good mushroom. Yeah, you start seeing this. She's, per- she's proficient in that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Yes. She's going to use her skills. <laughs> pass them off to Tempest. Ariel, go ahead and roll a nature check. Okay. And if you're not proficient in nature, you can go ahead and add it. I am proficient in nature. So, 19. So, Ariel does find, like, as as they make their way to the woods themselves, you'd find uh, a, a few mushrooms that appear to be edible to you. you. You recognize them as something that should be able to be eaten raw or cooked. Hey, Tempest, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick some and say, Hey, Tempest, these are really, really good. And hand a, hand a couple over, and I'm gonna pop them in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think she. Oh, cool! Thanks. <laughs> pop them in her mouth. <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna pop them in your mouth for like act like you are, like pass them behind just, you, and just like rub them behind me. <laughs> fake chew. Mm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what you guys have picked up are some fairly indigenous mushrooms. They've got a bit of a of a nutty flavor to them. They have a have a like crumbly texture on the outside, but since Ariel didn't do anything to prepare them, they've got kind of a chewy stem, almost like eating some beef jerky when it comes to the stem. But they've got a a nuttier flavor on the cap itself and kind of a sweet with a little like bitter aftertaste when it comes to eating the stem. Good, right? A little bitter, but yeah, I've had worse. Probably better than the beans we're about to have. <laughs> Maybe I should Salt bring some of these totally. back. Maybe I should bring some of these back and we could cook them. Oh, yeah, just saute them up. A little. Too bad we don't have any butter. Or roast them in the fire. <laughs> so I'm gonna grab. Wish we had <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take like part of my cloak and kind of make it like a little pouch and throw some in there and just hang on to it. Okay, you find a small handful, about a dozen of these mushrooms that are all clustered together, growing in the shade of like a tall, mossy oak tree. Were you wanting to look for anything while we go for a walk or? No, just thought it would be a good chance for us to stretch our legs. We went through a pretty crazy night. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was probably a lot for you, huh? Is it always like this? This is my second adventure. Both of us? (laughs) Yep. Uh Uh-oh. Bugbear! (laughs) 
three bugbears come out of the woods. Seventeen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and smash your head in. <laughs> Ariel goes back to being just a cleric. <laughs> Sixteen. Alright, both of you, uh, is he a small brown bunny? Aww. <laughs> His teeth like this. <laughs> this high. Pepper's so is gonna try and shoot it. <laughs> okay, so this is perfect. It's not a creature of the sea. <laughs> so, so Tempest and Aaron. like, oh my god, look, like so happy and like this is like, oh my god, look, 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 like a child, like mommy, look, that type of thing. And she's gonna be like, oh yeah. Ariel's just like, oh, it's a cute little bunny. And Tempest's like, yeah, shh, shh. She's pulling the bow out and getting an arrow. Just, shh, shh. I see Breakfast. it. I see it. And I, I'm like visualizing that I'm slightly in front of her because I was looking and like, tur- so I don't see her pulling out the bow. Like, I have no Oh, I'm you're going like, to get to see bunny shish kebab. Oh, gosh. This is going to be a story 20, to tell. 20, 20. Please miss. Please miss. That is a night. <laughs> this is dead. Coco. <laughs> named already. Well, we had a bunny named Coco. Damage, Coco. Six damage. Did you hunter's mark it first? Oh gosh. <laughs> yes, I focused my ire on the bunny. <laughs> this is for that one I couldn't kill last night. <laughs> so. Basically, Ariel is just like, oh, look, it's a cute little bunny. And Tom's like, yeah, shh, pulls out her bow. And Ariel just sees as it gets staked, pinned to the ground. Tempest, <laughs> Tempest managed to hit like exactly like, like where it would sever its neck and not cause any like significant damage or taint the meat or anything. I'm trying to bring the bunny back to life. <laughs> I don't think it's possible because it's dead, dead, right? Oh yeah. It's not it dying. It has one hit point. No, it's it's, and it's she just dead, for dead. Six. I can't bring it back to life. It's worth the dying. That's why she, she just like. What the fuck did you do? It's lunch. <laughs> okay, seahorse. <laughs> She's gonna walk over and grab it. Start Wipe the arrow off on a see, see, Start walking back those so are she can the, hang it up and start skinning it. <laughs> those are the innocence of the woods. <laughs> oh, I think you still have seahorse jerky. <laughs> did I, know, I take seahorse jerky? You guys took seahorse jerky with you. Did I Did I do it? Yes. Uh, yeah. You said oh, that you liked remember. it and you did it so she wouldn't see it. <laughs> you oh, took some- <laughs> I don't remember hearing that. Those are the but she doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Te- Rem sees Tempest walking back carrying a bunny. <laughs> oh, sweet. Let's breakfast. See. Oh, you're already cooking breakfast. This is lunch. Well, if I cook it now, we can add it to breakfast. Or would you rather just have beans and bread? It was a fat bunny. <laughs> it's a fat bunny. <laughs> breakfast and lunch. Sure. Like, like, I don't It'll know what, what bunnies would weigh, but I'm guessing like, like five pounds sounds like a big bunny. Yeah, it'd be a without big being like a, a bunny. huge bunny. I'm trying to think <laughs> of it in terms large of what a cat is. Thirteen pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of it in terms of a cat because they're not as big of a cat, so they'd be like you know a large bunny like a half cat. <laughs> so like a moderately yeah. overweight cat is about like fourteen pounds. <laughs> so you remember how big Peter was? I don't know how much he weighed. Twelve pounds. 12 pounds. Okay, you got a 10-pound rabbit. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I had a big bunny. <laughs> but yeah. She's going to start skinning it, which I will not go into detail because triggers. So, Ariel, what do, what do you do? Like, Tempest just starts walking away with this, with this rabbit. Like, do you follow? Do you hang out? Well, I'm not going to stay in the woods by myself. Kay. That's just silly. <laughs> I, I need I've, to make I've sure. I've learned my uh, bear experience <laughs> that, yeah. So I'm probably like just sulking, following behind because I can't that was have adorable creatures attack bunny. you in the woods if you clarify that you're not hanging out in the woods alone. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> not hanging out in the woods alone. She's actually 
contemplating punishing Tempest for what she did, but hasn't decided. Okay, I guess we will see what happens with that at some point in the possible future. Oh my. So the party all sits around this little campfire, except for Kanina, who is passed out in the cart, sleeping. About how how long would you be staying, like hours-wise? Well, I mean, it's early morning. What time does the sun rise? Uh, sunrise, I believe I said, was six-ish. So, so you're probably... Four hours, five hours, so like 10 to 11 o'clock. In okay, so four or five hours, about three hours in. A cart is making its way towards you guys from the village. Okay. I'll wait until it's closer and then kind of wave at the driver. The driver is a fairly cheerful, probably in his late 30s, early 40s, man. He's got a big, big, wide-brimmed hat. He sees you guys. He gives a nod and a, hello. Hello. Coming from the town? Yes. Oh, that's about how far, would you say, travel-wise? How how long would it take us to get there? A few hours. Okay. Uh, just want to make you aware we've we've come from the from the north and ran into a couple of knoll parties. Oh, those damn knolls are out again. Yes, yes. So you might want to be careful. Oh, fuck. I'll take the long way around then. All right. Cover, yeah. Hug the, hug the lake and go further north before you, before you head east. Yes, yes. Uh, Easiest way to get to Norsal, but it does add another day to the journey. Yes. But it sure beats be getting safe. fucked up. Yes, definitely. We, uh, definitely took a couple arrow runes ourselves, but... Oh, are you guys okay? Oh, luckily we have a healer with us. Well, that is that is very fortunate that the gnolls would attack someone that was able to handle themselves. Well, I don't think they knew what they were getting into. They seem From what we ravenous. know, they don't really care. They just, every once in a while, people end up getting attacked. Yeah. I'll have to let the town guard know. Perhaps they could send out a bounty for some hunting parties. Yeah, I'm sure once you... Tell him what's going on. Lydia will want to talk to you about it. All right, all right. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. You, you trader, farmer? Ah, trader would probably be the best way to put my title. I I run ore. Point, ah. Like, he's got... Unlike your guys' cart that's more for for people, he's got, like, a like a, an open wagon that's got some posts that stick out, and he's got a tarp draped over it. Mm-hmm. Any any news from your direction we should be aware of? No, the town's doing just good. All right. Well, yeah, I don't want to keep you on nice, your... Nice, nice, comfy village. I don't want to keep you on your journey. Thank you. Thank you. And a, a good day to you and the rest of you. He waves at the, the two that have just been sitting there staring up at him. One burying a rabbit. <laughs> I think Ariel's probably... Uh... Doing something with the mushrooms to cook them. Okay. She's not a cook, and so some rabbit grease. She doesn't really know what she's doing, but she's <laughs> yeah cooking them somehow. Sautéing them in rabbit grease. With what do we have? You rabbit have, grease. You have pots you have and pans. Pa- yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah. You're you're travelers. We definitely have pots and pans because that's Kanina's stuff. She probably has it in the cart. <laughs> so. Okay. So, yeah. Putting on some of the spice you've seen Kanina put on a few things and just really heaping it on. You'll run into Kanina's pots and pans, and in there you'll find a small pouch full of random I'll spices. Like, <laughs> bright red Seasoning! And she just takes one to use as the... <laughs> she takes a full pouch of small seasoning. <laughs> of something. So let's and- use some of this. Yeah, that's gonna be some spicy rabbit. <laughs> and the, the well, I was putting mushrooms. on the mushrooms. Ah, the man kicks his mule back into Bakken, and he gets like a waft off of the the cook fire. Just now, oh, what you got cooking there smells mighty good. Uh, some wild rabbit, and he'll look over at uh, Ariel and be like, "It looks like some mushrooms." Mushrooms. I want the red ones. Were they? What color were they, DM? Ariel. Just don't eat the red ones and he... Are you trying to poison us? No! They're not red! They're red with white dots and they make you grow. (laughs) (laughs) These are perfectly safe. Tempest and I already had some. They're very, very good. Alright, and he hums, whistles himself a little bit. You know what also tastes of nuts? 
Well, I'm an herbalist, and I don't think I would have eaten them unless I had seen them and knew them. Knew them. What color were they? <laughs> DM did not say what color, what color they, they were. They were not noted on what color uh -uh. they were. Don't. They weren't <laughs> noted. Mm -mm. They were brown capped. So you're fine. Red stab. They they were they were a brown mushroom. I believe the the like the the thought that I'm looking at is a morel. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that's brown top, white yeah. stem. Kind of wrinkly instead of like penis. Like what we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. So as the time runs to four or five hours, you know, get the horses ready again and everything. Kanina. Yes. Rem, like, because basically time is advanced. Rem is getting the, 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 the carts all been loaded up. Actually, Ariel and Tempest, where would you have decided to post up uh, when you guys are getting ready to travel again? Post up? Where do you want you to be on the cart? Hours? No, where do you oh. want to be on the cart? Oh. When is, the cart starts moving. Is Rem driving this time? Yes. I would probably, I would probably sit up with Rem. I will be inside with Kanina. Because I'm kind of pissed off with, the bunny. <laughs> with Tempest right now. <laughs> but I've got my journal so I can write in my journal while he's driving the car. And I'm writing all about it. Angry journal writing. Actually, I'm probably writing about like everything that's just happened in the journal. So I have something new to read next time I go to read my journal. <laughs> <laughs> Rem gets the cart moving. Ariel up in front. Tempest on the inside. Kanina on the inside, snoozing away, and the cart kind of lurches forward a little bit. And Kanina, mm -hmm. as you're dreaming, you return to your village. And things are going along as, as normal. You're talking with, with everyone like you normally would, drawing water for your... What, what would he have been? The, I believe gnome that yeah, raised my grandpa. you. Uh, he wasn't my real grandpa, but he was basically but my adoptive grandfather. Grandpa, yes. So, so the the gnome grandpa that basically raised you. Grandpa Gazu. Papa Gazu. And grandpa Gazu. Oh. <laughs> even though you haven't been to the village in quite a while, you're your age now, maybe even older than you are right now. You might be seeing a older, more experienced version of yourself. Hmm. Older and wiser. Do you have any scars? <laughs> and as you're bringing this bucket of water home, you feel a rumble in the ground. And you and some of the other villagers around you stop, confused. And then you hear this whoosh sound. And all of your eyes kind of turn to the sky and a shadow kind of blocks out the sun and mm -hmm. covers over the village and spirals around you guys and then lands down right in front of you is a giant red dragon and it leans its <laughs> head down right into your face and just Nina would kind of just be speechless and then slowly raise the bucket <laughs> and try to splash it at him. Water fight! <laughs> it lets out this, like, with with the size of it, it seems massive still, but it lets out this tiny just of fire and basically vaporizes the bucket that you were trying to throw <laughs> on it. Nina kind of just like, and she'll kind of, uh, she'll try to summon her mantle of flame <laughs> as much as she's able. As this fire kind of erupts around you, mm -hmm. if a dragon could smile, that's what you are seeing. So <laughs> <laughs> I was right. You know what you are. Yes, I'm Kanina Kojin. Who are you? You are a child of fire. 
Yeah, well, fire's always been kind of something I know how to do, so. And it kind of exhales softly, and fire swirls around you and melds with your own. And you'll kind of, like, look back, and, like, she'll look at her flames and just be like... It's not hurting you in any way. (laughs) What did you do? Would you like to be stronger? Well, I am strong already. (laughs) And she'll kind of puff up her chest and just, like, look at him defiantly. (laughs) Take the axe. And its wings just lift, and it thrusts into the air. And it flies off. And she'll just be like, hey, hey, you can't just say something like that and take off. Get back here. (laughs) And she'll kind of run after in the direction it's flying. And... As the dragon is flying away and you are chasing after it, the villagers all around you are staring, stunned, like their their eyes following it as it flies away, worried that it might turn and come back for them. And a couple of them, very confused, watching you chase it as you run further and even exiting the village. How far would you run? Um, she'd probably continue to run as far as she's able, you know, because she sees the dragon so far kind of as somewhat as a, a threat because she remembers, you know, from a previous stream, this dragon essentially destroying her village. So she's very stressed out at the moment and she wants to protect her village as much as she's able. So she's, you know, beeline and keeping in her sights. She's trying to, you know, make sense of this. And even as you chase it, it is getting further and further away. You make it a hundred feet out of the village, and it's a mile away. You make it two hundred feet out of the village, and it's five miles away. And slowly, its shape just shrinks until it is not even a speck in the distance anymore. Do I feel like I'm like actually exerting myself as I'm chasing this dragon down? No. Yeah, so... Noticing that nothing's really changing or happening, she'll kind of stop and like shake her head and dismiss her mantle of flame and just kind of look around her. You turn around and you find yourself in the middle of a forest. Like, you, you, you are running along plains kind of towards the, the mountain range and you turn and behind you is just forest and confused you turn even further and in front of you is now forest then there wasn't forest before right no <laughs> yeah so i'm just what is happening here is this a spell uh am i am i dreaming i, th- I think i'm dreaming she's she's gonna kind of slap herself in the face a little bit <laughs> tempest yes you notice as suddenly seven hours into your journey can you just <laughs> and just like slaps herself in the face and wakes up so she wakes up it doesn't look like she did it and then just is still sleeping yeah no she yeah, like she's, she's she like slaps herself to see if she's sleeping Slapped and herself slaps awake. herself and wakes up <laughs> whoa uh you okay over there oh what the, the tempest and Nino kind of takes stock of where she is and look around. She'll be just like, well, we're, we're still in the wagon? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, did, did you have a good nap? Uh, did I start it too? Not so much anymore. I'm, I don't know. Uh, how, how long has it been? Seven hours. Seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll Well, we're th- getting to about evening. Mm. Midday. <laughs> well that's midday. you were gonna arrive you know mid midday early afternoon you know just be like uh so there's hasn't been anything weird happening during our travels or anything and yeah no just just putzing along oh um and nina will kind of uh she'll still She's be got some rabbit <laughs> <laughs> got a little rabbit drumstick <laughs> Nina will uh, still be disoriented. I caught lunch. Oh, uh, good, good job. She's not really paying attention as much, and she's going to stick her 
pretty much as much as she can out the window of her head, you know, and she'll kind of be looking up at the sky and around her and <laughs> looking especially for any dragons or forests or anything odd. <laughs> well, as you poke your head out the window, you see a, a very large lake off to your side. Up, a, up above you is actually a pretty clear sky considering the weather that you've had over the last day. You are on a large, vast rolling plains with a mountain off to one side. As you look out the other side of the cart, you see mountains and forest on that side. Hmm. Does it look like the forest that was in my dream? Unable to tell. Okay. So she'll notice that we're not like in the forest, you know, at all or anything. So she'll just be like, okay, uh, she'll just scan the skies a couple more times and kind of really lean out the window. There's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll peer out that bird suspiciously. Shadow crosses over the cart from has, a bird. Has Ben <laughs> noticed her like head sticking out and staring up at the sky? Probably not. She's like behind you guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I didn't know she made any noise. Yeah, so she'll 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 look up. She'll like look around spastically for a bit and kind of notice that you know this is more or less familiar territory. It's the direction we are going. So and Tempest, you're seeing her like be really weird. Like wake up and just start checking out all the windows and like craning her like her upper half of her body <laughs> out the windows to look up at the sky. <laughs> Are you looking for something? Uh, oh, th oh, that was that was just a bird. Okay. Uh, uh well, not particular. Okay. You seem really out of sorts. Uh, yeah, I, I just had weird dream. Not 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 the best dream. It, it's so so weird. And she'll just kind of sit down and put her head in her hands and kind of try to shake herself out of it. You know, one time I had a dream that the entire ocean turned to jelly and the boat was just moving so slow and like all of the fish they'd jump up and then they just <laughs> and get stuck there and she's just gonna be rattling on and on and on Kanina will kind of like slowly start to come at him and just be like oh, oh yeah that that's a funny dream <laughs> can imagine that would be what's the... jello <laughs> jelly Jams and jellies would exist. <laughs> so she'll just be, she'll start to kind of slowly perk up as you're talking about this and start to slowly crack a smile. <laughs> that slow, creepy smile. <laughs> Eyes get wider. Yeah. Now, she won't be back to her full bright self quite yet, but she'll, she'll be looking at you and starting to kind of come back into her senses more. Just, she'll be grounding Best. herself. As the manic sets in. Yeah. Roll an insight check. Okay. Twelve. You're definitely getting the impression that even though Nina is admitting to just having a weird dream that there's more to it than she's letting on. So it was like a really weird dream. <laughs> Deal with the devil kind of dream. <laughs> because we said that from inside the wagon I could have heard conversations before. Do you think I could hear them talking about when she said that she just had a weird, weird dream? Possibly, but probably not because you had earlier established that you're kind of busy with your journal. I know, but it's been like seven hours. I don't think I would be writing for seven hours. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I mean, you and Rem may even be having your own conversation up on the front, too. I wouldn't imagine Kanine would be using her full volume voice as she just woke up and she's kind of not herself right well, now. I'll do this. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Eleven. Probably not. Okay. So for rabbit stew, what you want to do is... <laughs> and uh, Nina at this point will kind of have come to sorts a little bit and she'll be a little bit more grounded after talking with Tempest and having Tempest, you know, help cheer her up a bit. <laughs> so she'll you know, open that sliding door thing that we established was there to the front, and she'll kind of be like, uh, how's travel going, guys? Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We're hour, hour two outside of town. Oh, nice. Almost there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sleep well? Uh, could have been better, but not too bad. I feel, I feel a lot better, though. I'll uh, ask uh, Tempest back there for some some breakfast we had some beans bread and a little bit of rabbit meat she might still have some oh, oh yeah she did say something about catching something so yeah oh, that's great yeah she killed a little rabbit uh, it was the cute little rabbit um 
Oh. I pointed it at it and I was like, oh, look. And even in my excitement that I see a little rabbit, she killed it. Oh, well, I'm I'm sorry, Ariel. I'm, I'm sure she didn't mean to do it to it's make- It's a little creature of the gods. But if you think about it, we kind of did the same thing with the seahorse. She was very upset about that. I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, but I, I don't think she did this out of malicious intent either. I think she was just doing it for food like we were. So, I mean... I fed a ship. Does it again, and I'm going to get her back. Hey, Ariel. <laughs> Tempest, how are you reacting to this conversation? <laughs> just sort of sitting there like... Come on now, uh, we're, we're all friends here, we don't need to be doing anything. Are we? She killed a rabbit. We are friends. Technically, we killed something that was precious to her. We, we I didn't mean to, and I tried to stop that. Just because we didn't mean to doesn't mean we didn't do it. So we're st we still need to be held accountable, just like, you know, she also did something that made you your feelings hurt, so we just... And I will never kill another seahorse again. <laughs> okay, can we can we just agree that... Rabbits and seahorses are off limits here. <laughs> Anything else is fair game, though. But they're delicious. <laughs> Man, it's gonna suck when you find out that the ends are rabbit stew. <laughs> okay, let's but let's they just breed like we're like bunnies. How about <laughs> how about we don't do our own hunting from now on and just get rations and eat at ends and such? I think we can agree to not kill anything for our food unless it becomes really, really dire. I'm okay if it's like an ugly bison or something. Okay. <laughs> but bison are really cute. Bison are pretty cute. Have you never seen a baby bison? Yeah, but I still think that they're not cute. <laughs> We'll just eat princess. Did you look up a bison? Baby bison. You may not eat princess. Look at that fluffiness. <laughs> if you try to kill princess, <laughs> I will freeze you for all eternity. Oh, I like how this conversation's I'll gone just in character. Continue to say, I'll command you to freeze over and over and over. And I get a will save. I'll keep trying. <laughs> Nina will just kind of stick her arms out and wave in front of you, like, as much as she's able. Just like two hands going out? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just like, guys, come on, chill out. We're, we're buddies here. We're working together. Besides, princess belongs to me. So if you kill princess, you will owe me, and I will charge you more. Okay. I don't think she plans on selling the horse back after this. Doesn't sound like it. It's got to climb some ladders. <laughs> Nina will kind of see that the conversation's more or less stopped at this point about the argument. <laughs> so she'll stick her arms back in and just be like, All right, I guess I'll have some food. Might as well eat it since it's here. It's really good. And she's still like, <laughs> Yeah, so Nina hasn't bothered to actually give her any. Also, can here. um. <laughs> Nina will take some. Um, also, does Nina notice if her mantle of flame has been used or not? No. Has not been used. Okay, so she'll kind of... No, she doesn't notice. She doesn't notice. Okay. <laughs> ha. Okay. But um, did I get my full sleep in Restore? Yeah. Okay. That's why I said it was seven hours. Why, while you we're traveling, said uh, seven, but no one Rim's going to take out the small silver cup that he found on the knoll and kind of inspect it a little closer. Does it look particularly well made or anything? Not really. Looks like something that probably a lower, like noble upper merchant class might might have is there like a name on it or anything nope it's got some like kind of like hammered in engravings he's gonna cast cast detect magic on it nothing okay tuck it away so the party makes its way along this last stretch of road to the village of Starin and as you guys kind of your cartwheels in, there is a on the younger side stocky dwarf woman standing like right at the gate's edge. Hello, welcome to Stalin. Hello. Hello. Let's get your cart in, okay? Yeah. Looks like you guys have been through a lot. Uh, oh yeah. Noel raiding party. 
I see. The name's Lydia. I'm the mayor here. Nice to meet you, Miss Lydia. Let's get your cart put away and we'll have a talk. Alright. And I think that's a good place for us to wrap up for the night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia. If you're liking what you hear, consider rating the show and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you know someone who likes fantasy stories and think they might like the show, help them by finding us by showing them adventuresinarelia.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate to us monthly on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash adventuresinarelia, where for only $1 a month, you'll gain access to all of our bonus content. If you'd like to get in touch with us, there is a link to our Discord in the show notes, or you can email us at feedback at adventuresinarelia.com. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who provide music for us to use in the show. Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander, Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Jamie Brace, Derek and Brandon Feichter, and Scott Buckley. You can find links to all these wonderful artists at adventuresinarelia.com forward slash music. 